it's not good. I really need to figure out how to not do it. But I played two shows this weekend and I turned my headphones up so loud that my ears are ringing so bad. Oh, no. And so I don't know how loud I'm talking. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> like my ears feel clogged and like they're ringing and I, so like my perception of sound is not good. I wasn't recording when this happened, but I said, okay, hey, Brandon, give me a check. And you went, I check, 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 check. Check, check, check. And that doesn't help me, yeah. that, that doesn't help me at all with knowing what the levels are supposed to be. And then you laugh but, like that and then you, then you, then you, then you, <laughs> you spike me, dude. I don't know what to do with you. I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, I saw on, it looks like Instagram, you were like trying to recover, like saying something like, I need to recover or something. Like, um, are you I'm dead? still trying. I, I don't, I don't feel alive. Well, why are you doing so many shows? Because I got to make money. I get it. I did it to myself, you know, when I picked this as an occupation. I know. You know, it's funny. I remember when, when you were first like batting around the idea of becoming a DJ and you were like Mm -hmm. learning at your house. I remember you Mm -hmm. had like your rig out and you're like, I'm learning how to do this. Oh yeah. And I remember thinking, I don't know if she's built for this. This is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a this is a life of late nights, and this bitch likes to be in bed by nine. I don't know I if do. this is going to work. <laughs> you know, I don't think I am cut out for it, yeah. but here we are. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. I've committed. Um, this is now my only skill, so mm-hmm. That's true. this is what we have to do. Yeah. Let me tell you what, two in a row, I don't do that often, and I don't think I can do it again. It's hard. Yeah, just don't, do, just don't book yourself that way. <sighs> Yeah, but you know, money. Yeah, money's important. It's hard to say no to money. Yeah, I get. I mean, I get that. I understand. But the two in a row was rough. Here's the other problem: mm-hmm. is you know me, I don't really drink a lot. Like I don't like to drink. Yeah. I would prefer to not drink. But the problem is, DJing at one thirty in the morning isn't fun if you're not buzzed, at least. Yeah. And it just like when you're sober, a it goes by way slower, and it's just not as fun. And I said yesterday, I said, you know, I think I play better when I'm drunk, but you know what it is? Hmm. I don't hear all the mistakes when I'm drunk, so I think I'm so good if Uh. I'm drunk. I'm like, oh, man, I fucking killed that. But it's because I was drunk and didn't really hear all the mistakes. When I'm sober, I hear every mistake I make, and it eats me alive. So So now I'm like, well, now I have to drink every time I play, and I'm not cut out for it. Yeah. Everything's better when you're like a little bit drunk. The problem is the next day, everything's worse when you got a little drunk. And it's it's still not great. I slept probably ten hours last night, and I still don't feel great. No, <laughs> no. God, I haven't sniffed ten hours since I don't know the Clinton administration. <laughs> I don't know you. I've never seen ten hours of sleep. But that's because you can't really sleep well, right? Yeah, I can't. Like you can't sleep in. I know. I feel like we do this every week, and I'm, I, I, I know it's so boring. I don't want to talk about my sleep schedule, but like the fact that I just, I just want to revel in the, the knowledge that you were able to sleep for ten oh, hours. Yeah. yeah, because my body has shut down and it's in recovery mode. It's like you'll die if you don't sleep ten hours. My wife can do that too, and I'm so, <laughs> and I always feel bad because she'll like come downstairs. And she'd be like, I'm so sorry I slept in. And I'm like, why are you sorry? <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't do that with you. I would love nothing more than to sleep in past 8 a.m. one time. Yeah, yeah. Not going to happen. Like this oh, morning. crazy. This morning, I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning. What? Yeah, which is 4 o'clock L.A. time. Are you only one hour different? Yeah, yeah it's only one hour, which I thought. Oh, okay. I used to think it was two, but... Yeah, I thought you were on my time zone when you go there. I thought so too, but it's nine o'clock here. Interesting. Which, by the way, I'm in Mexico right now. Mexico for a Bachelor in Paradise uh, season nine. Just I don't have a bell. Give me a ding. I fucking love Mexico, dude. Fucking. You love say Mexico. this every year. It's so great. Like I just, it's the best. The food's great. The people are nice. It's beautiful. It's hot. Uh, love it so much. Yeah. Anyways, I'm in Puerto Vallarta right now. We haven't started filming yet, so I'm like, I got press later today, which is... Oh. And you know what's really funny? I think that this year, like, I've always been a good soldier, a good boy when it comes to press, like, stay online and everything. But I've noticed that, like, especially in the world of TikTok now, the only interviews that ever, like, see the light of day are the ones where people just go a little rogue and get weird with it. How many people have seen, like, the Jason Siegel 
Paul Rudd interview when Jason Siegel's like, I have an imaginary friend. His name is Geppetto. And like Paul Rudd's like, they're both so stoned, obviously. <laughs> you know? And yeah. he's like, take off your hat. And he's like, don't do that to me. Anyways, it's one of those interviews where like, it's the dumbest interview in the world. Mm-hmm. But it actually gets gets views. So I think I'm going rogue today. I'm just going to say weird shit. I'm down with that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yesterday I was in... I'm I'm staying at this um, resort called the Vedanta. It's Ooh. it's huge. It's like mm-hmm. Disneyland of Mexico, and so you have to like take golf carts everywhere. Like someone comes and picks mm-hmm. you up and takes you. So I had to go to a dinner last night, and I get picked up. You know, like eight other people, and and this lady's like, "Well, you want to go to building number one? It's just going to building number one." And I said, "Yeah, it's going to building number one because that's where I'm going." And she goes, oh, my God, that's so great. We just got here. We don't really know this place. But so that you know this place, how long have you been here? And I said, well, today's my today's my first day here. But every year I come here, this is my seventh year. Whew. And she goes, whoa, seven years in a row. That's awesome. You know, like, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm here for work. Everyone in the little buggy turns around. And they're like, what do you do for work that you get to come <laughs> here? At that point, I realized, like, okay, I don't want to make a spectacle of, like, what's happening here. And they're American, and they're going to realize it. So I was like, uh... And she goes, what are you, like, in the FBI or something? (laughs) And they go, yeah. You're like, like, yes. I go, yes, yes, I am. And she goes, you're in the FBI? What what is the FBI doing here? And I go, well, we're taking down cartels. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What? No, you're not in the FBI. Because if you really were in the FBI, you wouldn't tell us that. I said, that's exactly... Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you think. But if you tell them, if you... (laughs) No one's going to believe it if I say that I'm taking down cartels, but I'm taking down cartels. And then I jumped, we, then we got to building number one, and I jumped out really fast. And everyone turned and looked, and they were like, what the fuck? What, who is this person? I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that energy into these interviews tomorrow. I like it. No one knows the truth. You're right. It doesn't matter. Nothing only you. Only I know the truth. Only you know the truth. That's funny. So wait, your gig was in Nashville last night. Saturday night, Nashville. Friday night, I was in New York. Oh wow! So you double header. So you did your thing in New York on Friday oh, yeah. night, and then I guess uh-huh. Saturday morning you flew home. Exactly. And then Saturday night you were up again. That's right. Spinning the ones and twos. That's right. And then all day Sunday I was a vegetable in bed all day. Ah, so is this like a two-day hangover type of a situation? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it. still feeling it. I get it. I Definitely. Get it. Yeah, that's tough. Worth it, though. It was super fun. Both shows, super fun. A lot of YFTers at the Nashville show. Oh, yeah. That's great. A lot of YFTers. Yeah, love that. I miss Nashville. I mean, come on back. We'd love to see you. But what's weird about it is that like, I see like all my buddies playing shows, and they're playing places that I've never heard of before. I know. Like the Brooklyn Bowl. Is that a thing? I actually haven't been there yet, but yeah, it's kind of new. It's, it's only thing. been open like a year or so. Is it a bowling alley that has a venue in it? I have no idea. Okay. I see a lot of people playing there. That but yeah, it's a hot spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For all the non-Nashvillians, there's a free show that happens in Centennial Park called Musician's Corner. And what's funny is I was one of the f- people that helped put that on originally. Like um, they needed free advertising effectively because it's a free show. And so I was one who like put the deal together back in my Lightning 100 days. So I follow Musician's Corner. It's an amazing, if you ever go to Nashville and you're there on a Saturday, go to it. It's free and it's so much fun. But I follow them on Instagram and I would see the lineup every week mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I know that person. It finally happened this last week where I looked at the lineup and I said, I knew I no one. I don't fucking know any of these people. Ooh. I'm officially gone. Yeah. Yeah. You'll hate this. Okay, great. I saw an article a couple days ago that said live on the green I is no that. more. I saw that. How sad is that? I know. So again, live on the green was a free concert series that my old radio station, Lightning 100, put on in front of <clears throat> the courthouse. It was awesome. Like awesome. huge bands we would have come in there for free. Mm-hmm. That's really devastating because I think that was one of the things that made the city really cool. Yeah. And it's crazy. I, I saw something like, you know, we can't do it this year, but we're, hopefully we'll come back next year or something like that. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, dude. That, see, there's a thing, though. That's It's losing its cool factor for me. I know. I agree. Trust me. I agree. Even just, like, driving downtown, I, I played at a spot called Layer Cake, and what's crazy about it is, like, it, it felt 
like not Nashville to me, right? Mm. Like I'm always so like weary of playing Nashville because I'm like, I don't play country music. Like, does this work? But it worked at Layer Cake because it didn't feel like Nashville. But I never, I, I can't tell you the last time I really driven down to Broadway at that hour. And it's just unrecognizable to me. And it's not cool in any way, shape or form. It's just all these like, I, there was a tractor driving down the road full of girls in cowboy boots and jean shorts with bachelorette sashes just wasted out of their minds like and but it said the, the side of the tractor years, but it's getting worse the yeah. side of the tractor said get plowed and i was like this is insane <laughs> insane like i remember seeing like buses and stuff and that's fine but now we're we're at tractors like that say get plowed like i just don't know i just don't recognize it anymore i mean it's funny though i mean i will it that's annoying but whoever came up with the slogan <laughs> ding 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 good job well, it drove really slow, and I was annoyed. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. It's so funny. Girls and guys are so different when it comes to bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. Oh, yeah. There isn't a world in which I could see foresee any of my friends being like, let's go to Nashville for a bachelor party. Never. In some, a- some do. I do see some bachelor parties. Yeah, but those are fucking. There was one at Layer Cake, actually. Those there was a booth fucking, full of dudes. Those are bros, dude. And then they're bros for sure, but it it is a, it does happen. I get it, but if 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 you're a dude and you're not trying to go to Cabo or anywhere in Mexico or San Diego or Vegas, what's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah, I'm concerned about you. Yeah, are you straight? I don't know. <laughs> if you're going to Nashville, are you? Or are they genius because that's where all the hot girls are? No, see, that's the thing. That's for your one last rodeo. Go there before. Go there before you get engaged. You go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Nashville when you're single, and you go bachelor hunting. That's true. Big game hunting. But I could see a world where you know guys on their bachelor weekend are like, "This is my last rodeo," and. I mean, there's a lot of pretty girls in Nashville, so maybe they're kind of smart. No, I don't know. Okay, listen, if you're if you're engaged, it's better than a strip club. I'd rather. No, I, I would listen, think. Listen, no, no, no. And I'll yeah. tell you why. I'll tell you why. If you're a guy that is thinking this is my last rodeo, and you're engaged, and you're gonna try to fuck somebody, do not fuck somebody who's a f- <laughs> fucking normal person in society. You go to a strip club. Oh my! Where God. they're not gonna say anything. I mean, know? that's true. That's true. I wasn't really thinking they were going to fuck somebody. I but was you like, oh, said just... this is your last hurrah. Last rodeo. Yeah, but I mean, just, you know, have some fun, flirt with some pretty girls. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking of a PG version, you know? Norm MacDonald has an amazing bit. You know, the slogan for Vegas is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And what that means is you can sleep with a prostitute and she mm. won't tell anybody. <laughs> Not like these small town prostitutes with big mouths. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Such, I mean, I butchered it, but it's a pretty funny bit. Right, Anyways, right, sure. um, should we start the show? I feel like we're, yeah, off, we should, to, yeah. we're off, off to a banger. Oh, yeah. Start the show. Is me or you? I think it might be you. Bros and hoes. You're listening to a Mexico version mm. of your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. <laughs> I'm yeah, the only yeah. one with a bell. <clears throat> you are. I know. I can't believe I forgot a bell. The power feels good. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We live in an increasingly automated world, but some things still require tedious manual work. Luckily for e-commerce business owners, shipping is no longer a manual task thanks to ShipStation. Save time automating your shipping and returns in the ShipStation dashboard while keeping costs down with industry-leading discounts. ShipStation has a super easy-to-use dashboard to manage all of your orders. It effortlessly integrates everywhere you sell online, whether that's Amazon, Etsy, Shopify, or even your own website. You can manage every order from one simple dashboard, print your shipping labels, and easily compare rates and delivery times so you can optimize every shipment and even automate delivery notifications. Plus, you get up to 84% off of USPS and UPS rates. That's huge. And if that's not enough, you use our promo code and you can try ShipStation free for two months. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation, and you can too. Spend more time growing your business when you automate 
shipping tasks with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com. Use code YourFavoriteThing today to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com. Code YourFavoriteThing. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Guys, I'm so pumped. Summer is on its way. Have you guys been dreaming up ideas for your outdoor space and how to make the most of it? The best thing about summer is getting to do all your favorite things, ding, 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 outside, sharing meals, watching movies, falling asleep on a sofa accidentally. Everything's better al fresco, and that's why you need to go check out Article's amazing selection of outdoor furniture. Article truly is my go-to spot for shopping for outdoor furniture. They have so much to choose from, and I can say from personal experience that their items last. I've had an outdoor dining table now, gosh, I feel like for like four or five years. It's still out there. It still looks great. And it's just my favorite spot to sit, have my morning coffee or enjoy dinner outside. So if you guys are in the market for some outdoor furniture, make sure and check out Article. They have a curated assortment of mid-century, modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and boho designs. So they have something for everyone. Plus, they offer fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Article's offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash YFT, and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. That's article.com slash YFT for 50 bucks off your first purchase of $100 or more. You want to do random facts first? Oh, sure. I love a good random fact. Okay. The longest yeah. main street in the country is located in Island Park, Idaho. It's 33 miles long. That's not that long. Okay, Mormons. Let's shorten that up a little bit, huh? Too long. <laughs> I saw it would take a vampire about six minutes and 24 seconds to drain 15% of your blood by biting your neck enough for uh, them to feed without affecting your circulation or heart rate. So basically, you won't even die if you get sucked off by a vampire for ooh. six minutes and 24 seconds. You won't even die. How did they come up with that statistic? I don't know. That's what I want to know. George Lucas originally hoped Yoda would be played by a monkey wearing a mask. Mm. I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, no. what would the... Ewoks be? Would they also be monkeys? Yeah. How many monkeys are we killing over here, George? Ooh. Doesn't seem right. The world record for competing in the most Olympics is 10. A Canadian mm. named Ian Miller debuted in the equestrian event. There you go. Ah, at the go. Summer Olympics in 1972. And wow. competed every year until 2012. Except wow. in 1980 when Canada boycotted. Um, boycotted? Yeah, what are you doing, Canada? You're not good enough to be boycotting anything over here. Yeah, leave him alone. He only won one medal, though, a silver in 2008 for team jumping. So mm. um, maybe Canada, instead of boycotting, you should have cut him from the team and got someone who could actually win some medals. That's what I'm saying. All right? <laughs> Just waste yeah. of space, guy. I got to say, the Europeans normally dominate the equestrian sports in the Olympics. Do they? I would th yeah. I, I would think the um, Argentinians would be very good in that. They're decent. Germany's usually up there at the top. Germany's very good. You know, Australia's pretty good, too. But, the, yeah, America and Canada, we're not usually up there with the best yeah. when it comes to that. I'm surprised America's not good at it. You know what, though? Europeans, 
with equestrian sports, I feel like it's much more common in Europe for people to ride. Like, I feel like it's very common for people to have grown up riding horses. It's much more accessible over there. It's taken a bit more seriously. I feel like it's, they actually have spectators at equestrian sports there. It's just kind of a bigger deal. In America, it's just really not. It's like a rich person's sport and that's it, you know? All right. There's a new term that's trending called gooch grease. Love it. I don't it. like that. I don't like that at all. It's when a guy's nether region can't stay dry oh. due to a combination mm-hmm. of sweat and other stuff. Okay. okay, that's disgusting. Some guys supposedly even resort to wearing maxi pads to deal with Ew, it. Ew, who does that? I don't know. Take guys, a shower. Guys with gooch grease. Use some freaking gold bond powder or whatever you put down there. Can you imagine hooking up with a guy on a bachelor party at your Ugh. last draw in Nashville and taking off his pants and a maxi pad? That's probably got uh, some no, bacon strips no, on it. No, 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 no. Falls out? Do Mm-mm. you have sex with that man? Absolutely fucking not. Can't have sex with that man. Never. No. It's over right then and there. I do like the term gooch grease, and I'm kind of hoping that mm. that's the name of this episode, though. No. Come on. Don't do that to the YFT ears. Yeah. I got some uh, some showbiz highlights for you. Okay. So uh, when Elliot Page was still identifying as a gay female, apparently mm-hmm. an A-list actor approached him at a party and said, quote, I'm going to F you and oh. make you realize you aren't gay. Oh. You know, because that's a thing. That's concerning. Chris Pratt. Gotta be. No. Gotta be. No. Come on. It's gotta, who else is it going to be? I don't know. Come on. He's like weirdly Christian, and I'm sure he thinks he can screw the gay out of somebody. I don't know. It's weird. Kevin Costner mortgaged his home to help fund a four-part Western franchise he's making. Mm-hmm. He's reportedly raised half the $100 million budget himself. Jeez. And people are speculating this is, um, helped lead to the end of his marriage. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I have a friend that's working on that project, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin Costner has enough rich friends that he doesn't need to be using his own money. But <sighs> You would think. People also, do crazy shit, though. How much fucking Yellowstone money did you make, dude? You should have this, like... I know. Like, loose change in your Maserati. Yeah. He loves a Western, doesn't he? Loves. Are but, you, you know, he's very good at it. He is very good at it. Are you mad that he is leaving Yellowstone? You know, I'm not because I, I, it goes back to kind of what we always say, or you you said, really, is that, like, if the show keeps going too long, it gets stupid, yeah. you know? And I don't like that. So as much as I love Yellowstone, I'm kind of okay with this being the last season because it's already kind of gotten yeah. not as great, you know, a little too soapy and a little just too repetitive. So I'm kind of okay with it. And it sounds like they're bringing Matthew McConaughey in for the spinoff or whatever they're going to do next. And I think that could be really cool. So I'm okay with it. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I do love Matthew McConaughey. Who doesn't? He's amazing. Who do you like more, Matthew McConaughey or Woody Harrelson? Oh, Matthew McConaughey. Really? I mean, I like I like Woody, but I I, I'm a diehard Matthew McConaughey gal. He did um, Dak Shepard's podcast not too long ago. Mm. If you haven't listened to it, you really should. It's incredible. I just I'm obsessed with him. I don't know. Armchair expert. Yeah. You know, Dak's never asked me to do that show. Which you know, my mom um, sat next to Dax and Kristen at the Shania Twain concert last week, Mm -hmm. and she was like. Dax loves me and I was like can you get us on his podcast yeah. like if he loves you that much like can you book us no it's like my dream to do that podcast Same. although I don't really feel like I'm at the caliber of the rest of his guests really Same. he gets some pretty fucking cool people on there so I, I, I mean I would probably be a very lame episode for him but I still want to do it yeah stay with me probably yeah Michael Keaton says Beetlejuice 2 is being made similarly to the original by incorporating practical effects and handmade props and he says it's the most fun he's had in a very long time I am nervous about that hmm just because Beetlejuice is so good, you know? Yeah. But if either. Tim Burton is doing it, I don't think Tim Burton's making bad stuff, so. That's know. true. I saw Sydney Sweeting didn't prepare her dad and grandpa for the nudity and sex in Euphoria, so the first time they watched it, they had to leave the room. Sydney's mom already knew what to expect, and her grandmother was fine with it. Why are grandmothers <laughs> always so fucking chill? I don't know what they are. They are, always. My grandma, bless her heart, she used to be like, Wells, are you having sex? If you're having sex, you need to be using prophylactics because you don't want to get the herpes. And I was like, oh, I my God. I think she used to go get us condoms. Good looking out. And I was like, Grandma, I'm in third grade. <laughs> That's not true. That's everything. I yeah, know. But she was the best. 
Yeah. Oh, last but definitely not least, did you see that Al Pacino is having a child? I did not. Al Pacino is having a child with like a 30-year-old woman. So Sounds when right. he was like 50, she was being born, which is so gross. It's disgusting. Also, he said that he didn't think that he could have kids because his mm. balls are probably shriveled up and I think he's just jizzing out dust at this second. Um, That's disgusting. My thought is this. Hey, Al, is it your kid? That's what I was thinking. I don't think it is. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because a 30-year-old's probably still needing some good dick. And I'm not sure if scent of a woman is smelling a woman. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think she's getting some... So gross. But also, good for you, dude. I guess. Get it. I don't know. Let me tell you something. When I am whatever his age is, 70, 80, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm done having sex. Okay? Yeah? Yeah. What what am I doing it for at this point? You know? I have no idea. I mean, maybe I maybe I won't be, but it's pretty gross. Just to think about it. I mean, like think like obviously. I don't want to think about it. I know, but think about it. Like things that turn you on now, right? But when mm. you're like seventy, there's no way that you're like those saggy titties are getting me going. Let's go. And I think that's why people need Viagra, not because like their dicks don't work anymore. It's because they're looking at stuff that you're like. Mm. You know? Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. You've really thought about this. Yeah. Um, I'm not proud of it, but <laughs> Sarah showed me a couple things on Instagram that I just wanted to rip through. Okay. Has anyone ever seen Selma Hayek's Instagram page? I don't think I have. It's, Should I pull it up? Pull it up. It's the best. Okay. Got it up. Wow. A lot of followers. She's Selma Hayek. You're right. I think what I love the most about Selma Hayek is that her bio is nothing but emojis. Okay? And it's a not a lot of emojis. It's not even a couple emojis. It's over a hundred. It says it goes down to more. So there's more. So uh-huh. this is what I love about it. Um so obviously these emojis say something about who she is as a person. Yes. So let me just just I'll just do like the first couple lines of things that we know about Selma Hayek vis-a-vis her emojis in her bio on Instagram. One, she likes to dance. Two, she likes roses. Three, she likes to pray. She's a silly girl. She likes punching people in the face, apparently. She likes lipstick. She likes more lipstick. She likes eyes. She likes talking. She likes mermaids. She likes babies. She likes dresses. She likes high heels. She likes rings. She likes glasses. She wears a crown. She's got a dog. She's got a fox. She's got a unicorn. She's got an owl. She's got a duck. She's got a butterfly. She's got a bee. She's got an octopus. She's got a dolphin. She's got an other octopus. She's got a whale. She's got another dog. She's got a dove. She's got an Irish person. She, <laughs> she's got a sun. She's got a moon. She's got a star. And she's got a rainbow. That's the first two lines of what I know about Selma Hayek, okay? Uh-huh. It keeps going, dude. Yeah, I don't know if this really means anything. I think it does mean things. I don't think. She likes fire. She likes ice. <laughs> she's hot. She's cold. She's spicy. She's a mango. <laughs> she's uh, half an avocado. She likes pineapples, cherries. <laughs> this is nuts. She must really like soccer because they got three emojis. I know. Which makes yeah. sense. You know, she's, she's yep. Latin. I get it. Mm-hmm. Anything else? It was just the bio. That's it. No, that's just it. I, I just ah. love it so much. I was going to say the rest of her page is, you know, kind of normal. Yeah, that, yeah, this is pretty normal. I love it. Yeah. She was like, I'm not going to fucking tell you. I'm not going to write out what I like. I'm going to show you. Interesting. By modern day hieroglyphics. The other thing that I, on Instagram that just fucking killed me was Sarah you went to like the writer's strike, you know, and, mm-hmm. and posted. I saw that. What's amazing about people who follow you on social media is they will get into like straight up fucking arguments with oh, like yeah. other people in your comments. Mm-hmm. I think that most of you guys probably think that we don't read that shit, but we do. <laughs> it's so fucking funny when it's like this whole argument you're having with these other people you never met in someone's post about like writers should be paid like a good wage. Mm-hmm. So let me just rip through some of this because it was so funny. So this person named Minnie Appletini or something wrote, because someone tells me why... Because someone tell this person can't write. 
because someone tells me why almost $10,000 a month isn't enough for writers, okay? So she's asking, $10,000 a month seems like a lot of money. Okay, the, your first problem right here, lady, is that writers aren't working every single month, okay? Like they'll work mm. on a show for like four months and that might just be it that year, okay? So mm -hmm. I think that's where you're, you're missing the point. So then someone writes, because a lot of movies and shows literally makes millions of dollars and they did the writing for it, it was created by them and they're not even getting paid a quarter of a quarter of the pay. They wrote the show, movie, that ended up being a hit. They deserve the pay they deserve. So then this mini person goes, that still doesn't answer my question. Why is that $10,000 a month not enough? My husband is a captain and a Marine and he doesn't make anywhere near that. People's lives are literally in his hands on a daily basis and he doesn't get paid this kind of money but they write something that makes people laugh and suddenly 10 grand a month isn't enough for them it's selfish at best and yes I fully agree that actors get paid way too much money for what they do as well so do athletes I would actually rather see Sarah Hyland marching for more money for teachers that will teach her future children I don't feel sorry for writers right now I feel sorry for the teachers <laughs> scraping by that taught these creepy people how to write something funny okay so now we're on a whole different argument okay whole different <laughs> argument lady what are you talking about first of all the marine thing okay i don't understand how that's a part of it if the marines want more money you know what they should do strike they should strike and if the teachers want more money they should strike too don't be mad at the one this group of people that are striking because the other group of people didn't strike also not sarah's fault also this is happening in the comments of some some actor who doesn't give a shit but i do <laughs> Clearly. So this goes on for like 65 fucking, it's like 65 I mean, here, different Here's people. what I have to say about that. When people argue in my comments, I'm like, hey, thanks for the engagement. No, I Love know. ya. So then hold on. <laughs> Welcome to the chat, Jason Tardick. <laughs> oh, what? These writers are foundation behind Hollywood and keep American entertainment and pop culture at the forefront of the entire world. Pay them what they deserve for the massive value they provide and don't even entertain the idea of replacing them anytime soon with AI. Jason, where are you coming from, bro? Love that you're here, but what's <laughs> happening? How did he even see this conversation? Don't know. So then the person who originally wrote the thing, Minnie, writes, at Jason Tardick, you're not answering my question, though. Why is it $10,000 a month enough? This goes on for 94 more comments. It's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Hmm. It's something. I just love how insane people are. Yeah. And so here's yeah. the whole thing. <clears throat> These are Sarah's friends. I think that like you forget, everyone out there forgets that like she made a show for 11 years and she was friends with the writers because mm -hmm. the writers are in the room when you're making the show because they want you to convey what they had written. And yep. before every episode, there's a table read with all the writers in the room. And so Sarah... These are her friends, and they think that they should be pe being paid more, and I think Sarah agrees with that because they wrote a very good show that made Sarah a lot of money, and so she is marching with them because they're her friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You should know by now that people aren't thinking rationally about anything, when, especially when they're on one. Speaking of people being rational, did you see that Natalie Portman's husband cheated on her? Oh, no. Who the fuck are you, guy? Who's cheating on... First of all, who's cheating on Natalie Portman? Seriously. Also, who are you... Like, what does this girl look like that you cheated on it? Because there's very few people in the world that are more beautiful than Natalie Portman. Well, if I've learned anything, it's that it doesn't matter what the girl looks like. If it's easy, men will do it. Everybody gets cheated on. It's the most beautiful people in the world get cheated on. It's like if you're going to cheat on them, you're going to cheat on anybody. And men are just such garbage that literally if it's easy, they'll just take it. I know, but who's That's hotter than... Did he, did he cheat on Natalie Portman doesn't with matter. Like Margot Robbie? Like, no one's hotter than... Hot doesn't matter. Well... It does to me. If you if you make it easy for them, if you make it easy for them and you feed their ego, they're all in. That's all that matters is, is feed my ego. Gross. It's disgusting. Okay. Do you have some favorite things or? <laughs> Do I have some favorite things? Um, are you caught up on Silo? I am. You watched the new episode? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, so spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the newest episode, I'm going to ask Wells a question. I don't want to spoil it for you guys if you haven't seen it. But I guess this is the first episode where we've seen 
that people are watching them, right? Like all the screens. Did you see that? Yes. Okay. So that gives me, what is that show that I just watched that reminded me of the island, about the girls on the island and everybody's watching them. It was like a social experiment. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, come but on. Like, yeah, you do. So are you thinking it's like a Truman show type of a thing? Yeah. It seems like people like, you know, because at the very end of that episode, it like zooms out and there's two people watching her read through this book that's like could get her killed, right? The book that shows you what the earth really looks like outside of the silo, yeah. the relic. And they're watching her and they're like, you got to wake him up. And so it's like clearly they're watching these people. So clearly somebody like these people have created the silo as like an experiment, right? It's like watch these people and see how they react. It's very, very the islandish and yeah. um or lostish and um yeah, yeah. the wilds, the wilds. Mm. Very the wilds. But I didn't take it as like it's entertainment for a different world watching. I took No, it not as... entertainment. I think more of like an experiment. Yeah, I could see that. Is what it's sounding like. But it just like, it definitely just got even more interesting, right? It's like it was one thing to think like somebody was, you know, somebody created this silo in this world just to like con- control it. And like run it and like whatever. Like it, it always seemed to me like it was obviously somebody's idea to do this whole thing and that they're obviously lying about what it looks like outside. But now it's like one step further of like, oh, there's people actually watching their every move to see what they are going to do. And it just seems a little more like Hunger Games-ish, you know? Maybe that's what we are living in. You know, I've always wondered. Yeah. It's kind of creepy though because, you know, she's sitting there reading that book and there's a camera like clear as day. You can see what she's doing and she obviously has no idea. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are there cameras in my house? And I just don't know. Yeah. How creepy is that? God. If there were cameras, people would be like, this fucking kid is weird. And <laughs> <laughs> I think they would just think I'm boring as fuck. Wow. He's, he's whacking it again. This poor guy. Ew. <laughs> My God. He's not cracking any codes. He's just whacking it again. Jesus Christ, that what's wrong with this kid? disgusting. Yeah, I like that show, though. Yeah, it's good. Ted Lasso's finally over. I have to say, I legitimately, at the end of the, uh, like, at the end of the show, I wept. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding with you. And I, I think I can say it now that, now that it's over. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best show that's ever been made. And I know now... you, I, I'm telling you... No. So fucking good. And I just, it was so funny and heartwarming. And like the character development was amazing. And Ted's character is just so pure. I just love that show. I don't want it to be over. And I think that there is going to be like a spinoff. I, I, what I think you do? Yeah, I think, I think that what they're going to do is they're going to have a, a women's team. And I think Nate will be the coach, and you know Jason Sudeikis doesn't need to be a part of it anymore. But anyways, it's just just give me a ding for the end. And I loved all like the um, Wizard of Oz references, and also you know, the the last scene where the bartender lady fixes the picture of Geronimo as this callback to Cheers because Jason Sudeikis is. Um, uncle was the mate was ted danson i didn't know that until tiktok told me that which is pretty cool mm. anyways it's such a good show i love it so much mm. hey give me a ding real quick okay i'm just really proud of americans mm. recently reusable water bottles in airports are catching on they are every traveler who's young has mm-hmm. their own little water bottle and they're growing and filling it up mm-hmm. and i'm just like because I, I had mine yeah. But I'm here for a whole month, so I, I bring, like, a, a big one, you know, for behind the bar and stuff. But all these young kids have their little water bottles, and they're filling them up, and I was just like, you know what? And, of course, none of the old people do. All the old people don't give a shit. All the boomers. Yeah. They just want more trash and trash and trash because they're just trashing your earth. But the kids out there, good for you guys. And if you're not doing that, you should. A water bottle when you're traveling is a great idea. And... I, it's weird, but when you travel, you get, for some reason, really dehydrated. I don't know what it is. Oh, and yeah. It's the altitude or it's like the pupped in air, but whatever. You need All to, of it. You need to stay hydrated, and mm-hmm. I was just really proud. I also think the youngins just can't afford a $9 water, which is how much water is now exactly. at the airport. Yeah. And also, there's really nothing more satisfying than taking your little water bottle to those little fill-up stations, and it tells you, like, we've saved this many bottles of water. And you're like, oh, I'm such a good person. 
I wish they would put those everywhere, like in Same. hotels and stuff. I, like, can we get on that? Please? Totally. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. No. They've got them a lot um, in Mexico, I've, I've noticed. Really? Because everyone's scared to drink the water, which is totally understandable. Yeah. So they've got these, fil- these, you know, these filter things in hotels and stuff. That's nice. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Are you watching the NBA Finals or no? Not really. Oh, come on. I don't really care. I'm just... The game last night was so good. Who's By gonna... the time this episode comes out, I think they will. Have, game three will have happened. But I watched game two last night. Yeah. And, you know, I always, like, I'm not, like, mega invested in either team necessarily. But I just love that these two teams are in the playoffs mm-hmm. because it's not the Golden State Warriors, you know. Yeah. And um, Miami is obviously, like, the underdog here. And I love an underdog. But... I just did, turned it on during the like second quarter and thought like oh I'll just like pop in and just see what's going on here and there. But I turned it on and man like I watched the whole game. It was so good. It was such a close game. You know teams like you know um, it switched back and forth a few times like who was up and whatnot. But it was just a fantastic game. I got to say it's a good series. You know a lot of people were saying. The Nugs were going to sweep Miami, and I just disagree. And dare I say, I could see Miami winning this in seven. Oh wow, that's going to be my hot take. Miami in seven. Yeah, I don't really care because I, I don't really care about oh, either of these teams. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but like it's just so good. Such yeah. good basketball. All right, that's good. Anyway, that's what I watched last night. Nice. Sarah and I watched a movie called Sixty Five with Ooh. Adam Driver. Okay, love him. An astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet, only to discover he's not alone. Adam Driver, sixty five. Was it a good movie? It's great. Okay, so, don't spoil okay. it. I want to watch it. Okay, so Adam Driver is an astronaut. He crash lands on a planet, and the planet has dinosaurs. Ooh. And so he and this uh, other little girl <clears throat> that can't speak his language, because he's like he's an astronaut that's like um, taking people to like a new world, I think. And so they're all like in cryo, and then they crash land. They get hit by an asteroid, and they crash land on this planet. Everyone dies except for this one girl who survives, but she's like doesn't speak his language. And they have to like go find an escape pod, but they have to walk through a land that's got a fucking ton of dinosaurs. And so every step of the way, there's danger. There's danger around every corner. Love that. So yeah, it's like Jurassic Park meets like astronauty stuff. Yeah, it's a good twist. I will say that. Like once you realize what's happening, you're like, oh, okay. This is fun. So, Did you rent it? Yeah, it. We got it on like Apple. You rent yeah. it for like you know five ninety nine on Apple. Got it. But great, great film. Cool. Sounds also, great. so we got a lot of you know fuck you very muches and voicemails about the challenge. Oh. And I want everyone to know I have completed the challenge. Okay. The most recent one. I have thoughts. Mm. I can't tell you how annoyed I am at Tori. She is constantly wanting to do anything to save her ex-fiance, Jordan. He's your ex-fiance, Tori. You don't owe him fucking anything, okay? But you're fucking up your partner's game because you don't want to hurt the feelings of your ex-fiance. Obviously, things didn't turn out well for you guys because you're not married. You don't owe this guy anything. It's so sad. Truth of the matter is, is that he has you by the balls. He is able to manipulate you, Tori, because you're still in love with him, okay? Mm. He's not your husband. He's a guy that you got engaged to, that fucked it up, but you still, for some reason, feel the need to hold on to this thing. It's never going to happen. You're not going to get married. You don't owe him anything, you should try to win $500,000. Hmm. Okay? That's what mm-hmm. you should try to do. You should try to win $500,000. But you're sitting there doing burn votes on your own team? That's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. I love the Australian swimmer girl. She was awesome. I really wanted her to win. I was a big fan of hers. And really love the um, the switch him up. When the Australian guy that was uh, Ninja Warrior... Ends up getting teamed up with the other girl. What's her name? Fuck, I don't remember. I was rooting for Johnny Bananas because he's my friend, but he didn't win. And then guess who won? Fucking Jordan. Sorry if I spoiled it for you, but um, he annoys me. He's kind of a dick. I mean, he can be like really motivational, but he also can just be such a dick. And also, mm. Torius annoys me. So there you go. There's my there's my breakdown of the most recent challenge. 
fascinating. But I will say it's very smart of what they're doing because now they took people from like, I didn't even know this. It's like The Bachelor where you're like, what? There's a Bachelor Canada? There's a Bachelor Australia? There's a Bachelor fucking England? Same thing with the challenge. There's like challenge Australia, challenge UK, challenge Argentina. And so it's smart because now that you have all these other people from the challenge world that you're going to be able to bring in to just the regular challenge. I love that show. It's great. Mm-hmm. And also this last one, you would appreciate this one. This last one was filmed in South Africa, and I love South Africa. Mm. You know? That's nice. So, Oh, I started reading a book. Yeah? I love it. I love it so much. I'm such a fucking dork, dude. Uh, Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's just say it. I like YA, all right? I realize that. (laughs) And I'm I'm not better than, I'm not better than that. I don't need to read Mark Twain or, you know, Dostoyevsky. Like, Give, mm-hmm. give me some fucking YA and your boy will be happy. Yeah. I started reading a book called Fourth Wing. Okay. Okay. So it takes place in this world. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. It takes place in this world where there's dragons. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the protagonist is this young girl who's like kind of sickly, but she comes from this very famous family of dragon riders. Her mother's Ooh. a general in the dragon riding corps. Her brother was one of the best dragon riders, but he was killed. And his Ooh. her big sister is one of the best dragon riders out there. But she was a sickly person, and her dad wanted her to be a scribe. He wanted her to be like a smart person. But the dad's gone, so I don't know what happened to him. And so the, the mother's like, who's the general of the dragon riders, like, you are going to go into the dragon riding school. And she's like, I won't. I'm going to get killed. And um, she's like, I don't give a shit. You're going to the fucking Dragon Riders. You're a Soren Gale. Come on. It's a telegraphed. <laughs> so she has to go into this school where, like, there's peril at every corner. And, you know, if the dragons does, doesn't bond to you, it just incinerates you. And all and there's not enough dragons for all the cadets. So, like, the cadets are killing each other off because they want to make sure that they're, they have a dragon to ride. It's like fucking Hunger Games and Harry Potter and basically every YA movie book you've ever read. And it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, wow. Fantastic. Fourth wing. <laughs> Are they making that a movie or a show or They've what? Got to. Gotta be, right? Because it's, it's Game of Thrones mm-hmm. meets Harry Potter. Wow. It's genius. I wish, why don't I think of this? It's like, hey, let's take the two biggest fantasy franchises and just make them, put them together. <laughs> There you go. There you freaking go. Oh, I do have a comedy clip that I wanted to play. Oh, okay. Let's do that. Uh, we used to do this, and I, I want to bring it back. Nate Bargatze. Did you go see mm-hmm. him? No, I didn't. Somebody asked me to go, and I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, this is Nate Bargatze talking about buying ice for get-togethers, okay. which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You always have to bring ice, and I don't want to buy ice ever again in my life. It seems dumb, but first of all, you never get full warning to buy ice. It's very last minute, very urgent. It sounds like it's your fault. You just open the door and like, will you go get 50 bags of ice? Every time I go buy it, like it's never near where you pay for it. I go into the gas station and I'm like, where's the ice? And he's like, all right. You're gonna hop on this shuttle bus. And whatever amount of ice you buy will never be the right amount. It's either not enough or the most ice I've ever seen in my life. And my wife won't let me just throw it away. She's like, well, go see if someone needs it. So now she makes me walk up to strangers at a gas station and just be like, anybody need a little bag of ice? Anybody? When you were inside, I looked in your car and you had a cup, and I was like, you want a little bag of ice for that cup? I saw Gregory Allen Isakoff has uh, some new stuff out. This is called The Fall from the album The Fall.
that's Gregory Allen Iskoff and The Fall. I'm going to go out on Lucas Nelson and The Promise of the Real. Do you like Lucas Nelson? I don't think I know who he is. No, it's Willie Nelson's son. Have you played him before? I think so. Oh. Uh, he sounds a lot like his dad. Is he great? He's great. And okay. he's, he's like kind of, oh, li- wow. he lives in like this alt country world, you know, like the Margot Price, Jason okay. Isbell mm-hmm. world, which I think is great. And this is a pretty yeah. funny song called Alcohol Hallelujah, which is beautiful, beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go out on it. Um, all right, you got anything coming up soon, or what's Love going it. on? What do I have coming up? Um, CMA Fest is this week. Oh, nice. Um, chaos in Nashville. Yeah, I think I'm playing um, at the... So Spotify takes over one of the bars downtown called Old Red. Yep. They do things from like Thursday through Sunday. I think I'm going to DJ at the rooftop there on Thursday and Friday night. And then um, I will be in Las Vegas on Sunday playing at Encore Beach Club. Um, it's like a daytime pool party. So if you find yourself in Vegas this weekend, come hang out. And then I'll be in L.A. all next week. And it'll be so sad that you're not there. I know. Well, you can come to Mexico if you want. Not sad for you, though. You're in Mexico. Yeah. Want me to put you on the show? You said that last week. I'm, I'm waiting for an invitation. Okay. A formal invitation. I'll talk to producers. Let me see what happens. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, I'm gonna pop I'm, on over after at well, after LA. Yeah, um, I'm here in Mexico, and I can't really say anything because I don't want to spoil the show. But I am here, and um, we've got a good cast. I'll say that. I will say that about Love that. Bachelor in Paradise season number nine. I can't believe nine seasons. I can't either. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, this is kind of interesting. I was uh, I was told um, that only uh, it was a new record. Only three cast members tried to steal my job this year, so that's a new low record. Usually, do you know who? Um, yes, I do. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna need you to tell me off there. Yeah. So you know, to those people, fuck you. Uh, but you know, respect the hustle, I suppose. Yes. You think you can do what I do? You can't do what I do. Yeah, that's not fair. Actually, probably everyone can do what I do. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna go put makeup on my face and uh, go do press. Cute, cute. And I'm also gonna take down the cartel because that's what I'm here for. Oh, brother. Yeah. All right, we'll have fun with that. All right. Why well, have tears? We love you. Love y'all. See you later. Bye. Of late howling at the moonlight Dancing with the devil through the night Got bars and bars and melodies and memories May the spirit lift me ever high Can I get an alcohol? This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.